What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. The place where we invite real people to talk about their journey on social media. We'll dig deep into the mindset it takes to be yourself, create massive value, and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And this episode might take on a little bit different spin than than a lot of our episodes in the past. And, and I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. I hope that it does because I have got, guys, it, it, for those of you that know me, y'all know that I, I love all things sports. I love all things competition. I will watch curling on TV. I will watch the spelling bee to watch eight-year-olds win and cry and lose. I just love competition. And so I get I think, Anthony, I think you're the first pro athlete that is that has graced the presence of the Social Media Mindset podcast. So you will always, like when I get LeBron on here, you will always be the first of elite athletes to show up on this podcast. But, bro, you 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 played for years in the NFL. Yep. You 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 have been a successful entrepreneur. You you lead camp gladiators. You are successful as a real estate agent. You might even have some other things that like you don't talk about publicly that I don't even know of. Uh, you have an office that smells of rich mahogany. And for those of you on the podcast, you can't see it. You can't see it. I'm looking at it right now and I am so jealous. But bro, <laughs> welcome to the show. Appreciate it, man. I am super glad I, I decorated just for you. Thank you. If you can see that's a dog, but. And the bottom, that's a, and you see that? But I got my purple light because you have the lights in the back. Do you yeah, see man, I see there? it. Yep, I and see it. I put on a hat because I was like, you know, Kyle always rocks a fitted. So I'm going to put on a cap too. We what's, so you're, you're, you're rocking the black on black hat. What's rocking on, the, what's on your hat? So this is a roller town beer works hat. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Uh, up in Salina, Texas. Yeah. Um, with Ben and Skin. Yeah. Ben and Skin. Good people. Uh, Shoot, man. I love them. Let's find we get see if we can get skin on here. Dude, you don't even man. say that. Don't don't even tempt me like that. They put me on the I, Christmas list, man. Man, I've I've been I've been listening to those guys however many years they've been on the radio, I've been listening to them. Oh wow. So you basically became a man. So that's right, man. They taught they taught me how to be a man, whether that's a good or a bad thing. I don't know. But that's <laughs> not that's not what we're here to talk about. What I just want to jump in. Because we're going to talk about your story, and that's all going to come out through the episode. But the reason we like we're on this podcast right now is because I I have a Facebook group called the Social Media Mindset that's mainly for realtors and lenders, and I try to coach and teach and encourage and inspire in there. And I put a post up the other day, and of course, my phone will have reset on me right when I wanted to read it. I literally had it pulled up. And that's just how the, the world works. You said, but you but, said, you said it was uh, perfection is not relatable. Yep. That's what the post said. And I was mm-hmm. going to read even more of it, but, but that, 
that was the gist of it, right? That perfection is not relatable. And I talked about in the post how I believe our industries have misled us because they've taught us in sales that if you want to be good at sales, man, you don't want to show weakness. You don't want to show your vulnerable sides. You always want to lead with your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I'm talking about this and, and you commented on the post and, and I loved it because, you know, sometimes you're just a man of few words and you just choose those words so carefully. And, and so all you chose to say was such a deep topic. I felt this. Yeah. And it led me to go, dude, do we need to unpack this on, on an episode on the show? And, and so, so dude, just, just jump in. Like, like what caused you to, to feel that? What was it about it? Uh, Cause that's, I mean, that's like you struggle with, I say you, I'm going to speak in first part. I have struggled with that. Yeah. Like even coming into the real estate business and really transitioning from playing football, getting into real estate, it's, you're identified as this, right? Football. Yeah. And then now yeah. I'm going to a different avenue. How is that going to be taken? There was a while, there was a while on there that, shoot, I didn't put my, uh, my, my face on my email because I didn't want somebody to not want to use a black realtor. You know wow. what I'm saying? And so then I was like, well, screw that. I don't want to work with that person if that's how they feel. Right. Wow. Um, or you see, you, you, you see certain, uh, you see successful people and then you're like, well, if you're not there yet, then that kind of makes you feel insecure. You're like, oh, well, I gotta, I gotta sell the million dollar house before I end up being the million dollar realtor. You get what I'm saying? So, and isn't it, it's fascinating to me, right. As the wannabe athlete, right. That, that if I can be totally honest right now. So I used to tell people, so I played, I played sports through high school. And I, I had a small opportunity to go play in college. I would have never, now that I'm an adult, I can honestly say I would have never made it. But I tore my rotator cuff senior year. Mm. So I always got to tell people, man, if I wouldn't have got hurt, this, this, and this, and this would have happened. It would have never happened. And I've come to terms with that. But what I find fascinating with, with, with this conversation is, I think in our world, we kind of look at pro athletes as like the pinnacle of pinnacle. Like if you make it as a pro athlete, you like you are at the top of the pyramid of of who we think people are that are awesome, that are cool, that are successful. And yet here you are talking about transitioning out of that world. And instead of bringing all this confidence with you, man, it's exposing all of this insecurity. Oh, yeah, man. And so it's fascinating to me that normal people. Right. And I know you're going to say you're normal, too. But but for the sake of you were a pro athlete, right, you played in front of millions and millions and millions of people. I think normal people like me would say, dude, that should have given you so much confidence to go do whatever you want. Walk in front of whatever room that you want. Make every call that you want. You're Anthony freaking Armstrong, former NFL player. But I've never been that. So, man, continue to just kind of walk us through like. Sure. Why wasn't it that easy? Um, for, well, for me, it was like, if I didn't have all the skills yet, you're feeling, feel like you didn't have the skills and you talk yeah. about perfection. I literally, I was looking for it earlier. Uh, I remember writing it down. It says my pursuit of perfection leaves me without satisfaction. Mm. It's like, I'm never, I'm never satisfied because I know I can mm. always do better. Yeah. Um, and 
So, I mean, I chase that and I use that to drive. I mean, frankly, that's how you get better. You have to continually work sure. to get better. And I, and I recently learned this. So uh, I'm 38. So maybe 38 minus a couple of days. I had a, a, a lady in my networking group and she said, you have to give yourself time to celebrate mm. or else you get burnt out. Yeah, it's good. And so instead of like always chasing to get better, you got to be like, hey, I, I achieved this. Good job. And then keep going. You know? Yeah. But then it yeah. also but it also does. It also builds on you talk about athlete being at a level. Go look at Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. She's been an Olympian however many times over, uh, Olympic champion. How many times over? More than Michael Phelps. Right. When she makes the decision to step out of the competition because she doesn't feel like she's in the right place mentally. Right. But then people bash her for that. Like that's, that's tough. Cause people, they love you so much for one thing and you show some insecurities and now it's like, well, you're right. not that good. And yeah. it's like, I'm a person just like you, you know? So let, let's take her, her situation since you brought it up and make it relatable to everybody that's going to listen to this Sure. for, for you as the former pro athlete watching that situation unfold, like what, what would you take from her experience for us to learn as just people now that are realtors, that are lenders, that own our small businesses? Like, what can we learn from her experience? Um, I think that that she showed the, the utmost awareness uh, to actually be willing to, to, to step out of it. And then she also showed um bravery and courage to to step down that's the biggest stage in the world right um and it's okay to take a step back um i recently read the four agreements and they said they said always do your best even if your best is like 70 percent that time do your best and a lot of times like coming through the league like the expectation is 100 100 and i've always been a guy that's like i'm at the bottom of the roster i could get cut tomorrow I need, yeah. to make, I need to be perfect in order to make the team because you yeah. really, if you're on the bottom half of the roster, you may be one play away from actually getting cut. Mm-hmm. If you're a draft pick, they, you have a nice long leash. You can make, you can mess up. You can yeah. do all those things and still make a team. The way I got to the league, if I sneezed wrong, they might've cut me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to always yeah. be on top of my game. Um, and I, that's, I guess that's like the edge I kind of carry. But then yeah. it also kind of ends up being a reason why you don't shoot your shot unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. So how how do you because, you know, I've ever since you and I have known each other, like I, I harp on you for not doing enough video content. Yeah. You know that, that we don't ever not talk when I'm like, bro, where's your video? Where's where's that video? Right. right. And and so how do you like if you're teaching everybody as you're teaching yourself? How do you walk that fine line between wanting to be your best, but being willing to start when you know you're not? Uh, Man, you did that right there. You got to put put the action first and then put the feeling second, because then once the action happens, you'll be like, oh, that ain't that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just do it. And then, frankly, I use I use Instagram stories a lot. That's kind of my favorite because it goes in. It goes there. It goes to Facebook Mm -hmm. and it's gone in 24 hours. But that's bad marketing. No, but no, 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 no. no but, but I'm saying the, you like it because it's like, eh, it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be, sure. it can be quick. Yeah. It can be, you know, eh, yeah. You know, generally, if I'm putting out, if I put out content, I try to make it 
maybe not movie quality. I'm not, I'm not Spike Lee. I'm not Quentin Tarantino or nothing, but you know, I want to, I want to put something together. That's like, Hey, this is the quality stuff that I want to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I also, I like to, I like to do a lot of stuff, but I also, I got, I got to, I got to make things more streamlined. That's going to help me be successful. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of content that I would make that would be evergreen. I don't need to make yeah. that every day, but I can be present making some content that then leads you to my evergreen content. That's right. very well produced. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And explain to people, cause I know what you're talking about. But there's a lot of people that have never heard that phrase evergreen before. Mm-hmm. So explain to people like what is it? What does evergreen content mean? So ever evergreen content is just content that doesn't go old. It never it never goes out of style. So I mean, one plus one is two. Regardless of how many different ways they change that you can count it, one plus one is always going to be two. Yeah. So if you you know, in in real estate, what's the option fee? Like explaining that mm-hmm. stuff, explaining the earnest, explaining the escrow. Um, like that, that type of stuff is going to be evergreen. And then if it changes, Hey, guess what? You got more video content, right? Right. Um, so, you know, that type of a thing and, and being more strategic with it. That's my thing. I, I'm a, I'm a strategic thinking guy. So, you know, if I, I build it the right way and it's going to be a beautiful system that's, that's running. Yeah. And, and so the, the opposite of evergreen would be like doing a open house video, like promoting an open right. house. Like Correct. that has then, a timestamp. Yeah. Not that that's bad, right? Yeah. But as soon as that open house is over, yeah, that video doesn't really serve any purpose. Correct. And I mean, I personally, forward. I get, and I get tired too. So having yeah. good evergreen content to build on and lean on is helpful. So if if we can if we can treat this like a social media counseling session for a moment, and uh, you know, you get to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Um, if you look at yourself online, where do you feel like you personally struggle the most to be more present, whether it's in a certain type of content, a certain platform, what, what would that be for you? Um, well, I, the reason I use Instagram too, is because it sends it all to the Facebook as well. Yeah. I, I find, I, I say, I, I say, I don't have time. I'll say that. But I know that you, you know that you do. But a lot of time, sure. I act on, I act on like, like feeling. Like I got to be like, oh, this is a good one to put on a video right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if that, if that feeling is fleeting, then it's like it don't hit the same. Yeah. If I'm like, let me schedule this, this impromptu thought for you know later on. So, um, so for me, really, I would say it would end up being just the consistency. Like I've had to, I'll, I'll be very consistent and then I'll take like a, a week hiatus just, yeah. just out of nowhere. And I'm like, I haven't posted since September. I better show something. Yeah, um, man. I'm alive. I'm here, you know, but um, I'm also, I'm also a guy who's like, a, you don't count your chips while you're at the table type of thing. Um, I don't post like congrats on my buyers going under contract because what if they go out of contract? Right. So I went and to because people don't care anyway. Exactly. exactly. You know, like nobody even knows what under contract means. So why are we talking about it on social right. media? They're like, Hey, all right. Good job. You know? So, so how do you, right. Cause obviously as, as a, the ability to become a pro athlete, it requires you to, to be willing to sacrifice what most what people are, are not willing to. It requires you to be consistent where most people are unwilling to. So you have, you've have had to have been, 
at, at, a, at a point in your life, the most consistent guy on the planet to be able to make it to the level that you made it. Yet that becomes the thing you're the least good at when it comes to social media. Right. So like how, how do you overcome that when you know, you can be that in other areas, mm-hmm. which means, or does it mean that you're choosing to not be that in social media? It just depends on, for me, it would be, it would be where I put my focus at. I, yeah. I, I, I spread myself all over the place. I do a lot of stuff. Um, keep myself very busy, you know, family, kids, all that jazz. Uh, but I would say it would just, it would just be definitely just being more consistent, hopping on there, making it a, a thing. I have been writing stuff in a, in a calendar in a weekly planner. Like I'll oh. schedule, I wrote, you're on my calendar, Kyle, right there. Is it like a paper calendar? Like we're in the nineties. Um, so let's bring the nineties into the two thousands. Oh is a, yeah, bro. They're remarkable. Yeah. Come on, the dude. Tablet. Yeah, man. There you go. That thing. Honestly, I can tell you it's changed. It. It's changed my life over the last, Me too. I guess I've had it maybe two months. Yeah. Uh, so it's all, everything's there. been able to get stuff out of my head, put it on paper. I feel I myself actually creating things more like taking the time to build them and put it in place. Cause like, you know, social media is in there, uh, but I'm kind of like, Hey, let me focus on building and working this thing. And you better have a video folder real quick. You know, honestly, I had, I had a folder that was like reels creation. Cause I was good. Yeah. I have, I have an open house reel, but home sells so stinking fast, but I'll get it done. There's an open house reel that I have in mind. I just have to, Okay. Learn how to do reels. Dude. Oh my gosh. How'd you learn how to play football? You just start playing football. You get out there and you just go. Right? Yeah, I know. You get it. hit in the face it. enough times, you put your hands a little bit closer together. And then you you all of a sudden go, What? I'm starting to catch it. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean honestly, I mean, I bet a lot of my career is just self-defense. No doubt. I'm faster than you, you can't catch me. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna be good. You're the, if, if a zombie apocalypse ever comes, you'll be good because hey you'll I'm never be the slowest. I'm training for that. You know, <laughs> so I'm ready. So t- talk about because you you lead Camp Gladiator hmm. and and so you you're successful as a realtor, right? You, you've played in the NFL. So I know it. Well, I'm kind of assuming this, but like you you're not leading Camp Gladiator because like you need that extra money to pay your bills. Right. It's a it's a passion of yours. And, and so have you seen leading cam gladiator influence your real estate business? Um, yes. Yes. I mean, it's a positive, you know, being in front of people all the time is, is a good thing, right? The more you can be around. Um, so it's helped. It, it, it's been impactful on that side. Um, and yeah. Does it create conversations on social media when, you know, you're posting your 5 a.m. pictures of, leading camp gladiator and they just make me so mad because they just make me feel bad that i'm still laying in bed when i see that picture i'm laying in the bed doing nothing i could be over there doing something um i've been seeing those see i'm studying reels right um no you know it it does yes it does create a conversation but i'm also i'm like man i don't i don't want to spend a whole bunch of time on social media all the time i'm always doing other stuff that's all that's what that's that's for truly what it is. See, I think I think I think you, you got to shift your mindset. Probably. Right. Because oh because gosh. there's probably people that would go like, why is Dak spend so much time like in the film room? 
Like why, why, like he's a good athlete. Why didn't he just go out there and play? Yeah. Because that's not where the game's won, right? Anybody that's ever played sports knows that there's so much more value in getting your mind right and studying than just going, well, man, I can sling a football or I can run a four, you know, four, four, 40. I'm good. Yeah. Four, two. No, I'm, I was talking about my 40. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Okay. Did you run a four, two? Yes, bro. What? Speedy. I, I could run a four two in probably like the eighteen yard dash. <laughs> Don't pull That's anything. Probably. No. Oh, I would break every. It, there wouldn't pull a nothing. I'll be breaking Please everything. Don't. Please don't. Please don't. So, what advice do you give? Because you also you lead a networking group. Like you're just you just lead in every in everything that you do. You lead. Where do you see? Because mostly realtors and lenders are you know paying attention to to this podcast. Where do you see? them fall short where you're like, Oh, if you just would have done it a little bit more or better, like what advice would you give to them for, for just what you see as a fellow realtor? Um, the, the, you gotta have the action. I'm a big action guy. Like I, I try to simplify things down to a level that we can all understand. Like when I get new campers, I'll get a new camper who is, you know, God love them. They are like, I'm five out of five. I'm, I want to go to camp. I want to lose weight. I've never worked out in life. I'm going to go five days a week. I'm going to go cold turkey, do everything. And I'm like, I love your enthusiasm. I said, yeah, but I just need you to show up to camp two days a week. Yeah. Just show up. That's all I want you to do. Just show up. Don't worry about diet. Don't worry about tracking. Don't worry about weight. Just show up. Mm. I'll bring everything. You just show up. And for me, it's uh, if I do my daily activities in which I need, which I have a little square on there that says videos, it has nothing in it. So I apologize, Drake. But if I do my daily activities, I get the reward at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's number one is the daily activity. Number two is that just in life, we're not patient enough. There's certain things in life that take time, period. Like, I don't care what you t- you want to you want to uh, you want to play in the NFL. You have to at least be two years removed from high school. Right. How old are you when you graduate high school? Seventeen or eighteen. If right. you do it on time, you know. If you're twenty for some of y'all, now I'm playing. But <laughs> either way, two years removed, you have to wait. Yeah. Nineteen to twenty years, even to have that opportunity. You get what I'm saying? Um, or I, even if even even if you have like a playbook, there's, there's, you can have success in any field. There's somebody that's in the lending field that you look up to, or you maybe you low key yeah. hate who's been successful. And every time you tell them, they're like, Hey, I do this. You have a playbook to follow. Yeah. But it ends up being that we don't end up taking the action. And I, and I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm like that too. Yeah, me too. Right. It's just like Tom Brady will tell you how to be Tom Brady. But most people don't want to read an encyclopedia. We want to read the little take the pill and then pop it in the microwave and be like, da-da. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think you get you get the stuff when you're ready for it. Um, so like it's taking action, but it's also being patient. Yeah. The, there was a there was a some audio that came by. It was a Georgia Tech strength coach. And he was talking to the team and he said, how long are you willing to sprint when you don't know where the finish line is? Mm. And I was like, wow, 
Because it's like, if I just tell you, you keep going, keep knocking against this wall, just keep showing up every single day. You'll get there eventually. You don't know if, the, if it's rice paper or if it's a whole mountain, but you just keep showing up. Those are so, the ones that they get there and they're like, oh, well, that was an overnight success. Like it took me 10 years to get. Yeah. There. Yeah. Man, I, I've been hearing that a lot. Like, you know, because really in the last probably six months, like I've kind of started blowing up nationally for what I do. Congratulations. Right? Thanks, man. And, you know, I've been a DFW guy for years and years and years. And now I'm finally and and I'm starting to have people that are like, dude, how did like I just hear about you overnight? And like nobody understands the amount of classes that, that I have taught for free, for pennies, you know, doing stuff like I've done with you, like jumping on Zoom with your networking group and just loving on people, just practicing my trade, knowing that there's going to be four people there, five people there, six people there. Nobody, nobody sees that. Nope. But they're just like, man, like, how do I get to be speaking at national events? Right. He's like, you want to, they want to jump right on LinkedIn and go message Tony Robbins and like, hey, let me right. to you, Tony. I'm a, I <laughs> took my class on Udemy on how to be a life coach and I'm ready to go in front Already. of people. And it's like, you're not going to present in front of a, you know, a glass, right. a class of Boy Scouts. Like you, you just, you just not, not to be, not to throw shade, but you're not ready for that. Right. And you have to do 100% to get there. And I would even say that uh, I think a lot of, a lot of times, and I have to do this too. I'm sure you do as well. I have to recheck my motives and like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Right. Cause you go back to that Georgia tech strength coach quote. If I'm sprinting without a, an awareness of where the finish line is, I better dang well know why I'm sprinting or I'm going to stop sprinting. That is true. That is true. And and I think that's what's wrong with our industry for a lot of people is they see the dollar signs of real estate. Mm-hmm. And that's really the motive for which they get in. They don't value people. They're not trying to help someone truly get into the, you know, the life-changing moment of home ownership. They just want money. And so when those people are met with discomfort, man, very few of them kind of cross over that, that line of discomfort because at that point it's not, it's no longer worth it for them. Yep. Yep. That's the truth. It's the truth. And it requires growth. I mean, it's taking a little while to realize it, but I mean, being a real estate agent is you, you, you don't realize the type of responsibility that you have. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you're helping somebody buy a house one, it's the biggest investment. If you think it's an investment or you think it's a liability, whatever it is, it's a lot of money. It's the biggest one of either. It's the biggest one that you're probably going to do. And I and I, yeah. and I hope and pray that you guys can sell that one and buy a bigger house and buy a bigger, you know what I'm saying? So right. I wish you much success, but like you're at the front point of this thing. Imagine this. I, I, I don't have statistics in front of me, but statistics show that like families are much better when they own houses. Like they have, mm-hmm. they, they earn more, they, you know, kids get better educations and I get to affect the legacy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then that's on the buy side. So I get to help somebody get started and what they do is what they do after that. But on the sales side, like I'm about to list a house in Dallas that has been the original owner built in 1986. I, wow. I, I've been in that house. I like childhood. They know me 
my whole life. Wow. So there's a whole bunch of memories in that house. So when you sell a house, you got to treat it with respect. Right. I'm not going to disrespect 30 some odd years of your story. Are you kidding me? Man, I hope I hope I hope people are paying attention right now. Like if you. As a lender, like. You you're help, you really have the opportunity to help somebody out to get into a house. And it's and it's beautiful when I talk to lenders who, who try to think the next step like, hey, well, after you do this, you can consider this. And there's other yeah. resources that people can get into rather than just turn an application and get them out the door. And that's 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 garbage. Dude, I, I totally agree. And I, I love everything you just said. Yeah. So good. So I, I want to finish like with this. Uh, selfishly, I've got to come back to the NFL because that's who I am. Right. Sure. I got sports stuff all behind me, you know, not as cool as you. Man. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something about this stuff. Um, you talk about the insecurities and and me keeping my I, I I recently took this stuff out of like storage, maybe last year. Oh wow. I never had anything out. Why? I never really wanted I've always wanted people to like try to know me for me. Yeah. Rather than hey, this is Anthony Armstrong, former NFL player. Because if you hear that, you're immediately going to sit up. And, oh, oh, sure. Who is sure. this guy coming in? If you know Des Bryant is coming in, everybody's going to be on their P's and Q's. Who's that? Right? right? He, I think he caught a pass somewhere. <laughs> no, he didn't catch it. That's what they said. No, he they said the he ball. didn't. Funny story. He did. did you see the game this past, this past Sunday, the Cowboys game? Did I see the game? Now, did you notice if, yes. you, if you were watching the Packers Bengals game that was right before? I watched that one. Yep. It was coming down to Mason Crosby kicking the uh, game winning kick. Fox. Eight times. He got to kick it like eight times eight for the times. Win. Well, that sucker, <laughs> look, the Fox channel glitched out and it was like having uh, like technical difficulties and it cut to the Cowboys game. So in Dallas, they cut off the green bay game winning kick man praise god like, for that that is petty right there dude that is that is the lord at work ultimate petty is is what that that it is called and jerry on the phone too it could have it, it could have been so okay here's a here's a here's a question that i have for you that I've, I've never thought about but as you were talking i thought about it because you're such a perfectionist do you look back over your nfl career as more of a failure or of a success because you got there? Um, it or is, is it there's a little bit of both? It's honestly, I'm, I'm not going to say a failure. It's And it's kind of both, but it's not a failure because, yeah. I mean, kid from Carrollton, D2 ball, missed a year, went through Odessa Roughneck. Like, I, I came up the back roads. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. a whole other 30 minutes. Um, so <laughs> just, to, just to get there was probably something that you're never going to see done in the way that I, that I did. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to then get on the field and start and actually, you know, like have rookie card, like that was beyond anything I would have ever expected. So it took me a while to say that was a success. Mm. Right. I would always be like, yeah, but 2012, you were on four different teams. You got cut four different times and you like kind of dwell on that. And I'll be mad at myself because I didn't recalibrate the goal. 
The goal was to get to the league. I got there. The mm. goal was to play. I played. At that point, it was like, now we want to maintain. Yeah. Like, once I did that, you lost your edge. Lost my edge. So I wasn't like out there grinding every single I mean, I was still working hard, now, mind you. But I, I, I firmly believe that if I would have said I want to play for 10 years in the NFL, I'd still be playing in the NFL to this day. Yeah. That's just, that's just, oh, well, I guess it would have been like, whatever, either way. I still, so what, what was it that led you to finally go, like, it's not worth it anymore? Right. Isn't that kind of the conversation that has to happen when you choose to step away? Well, so I never chose to step away. They just stopped calling me. (laughs) Okay. Um, Now, so in 20, in 2012, I got cut. Bounced around from Washington back to Miami, Jacksonville, and finished up in Dallas for a little bit. And then I kind of made my way, finished up in Cleveland, which is a, a weird scenario of the universe kind of doing stuff. I kept two voicemails on my phone from when I got cut in 2012. Two voicemails. Uh, one was from Richmond Flowers. One was from Kyle Shanahan. And I never called them back, but I kept the voicemails for whatever reason. This was in 2012. Finally, in 2014, I'm like, I'm going to call him back. Mm. So I called Richmond. I said, hey, man, I appreciate you. Sorry I never called you back two years ago, but appreciate everything that you did for me in Washington. And I said, hey, do you have Kyle's number? Does he have the same one? He said, yeah. It's all right, cool. So I called Kyle. Same thing. Left him a voicemail. He calls me back and says, hey, do you still want to play ball? And I'm like, absolutely. Right. So for whatever, whatever I was blocking, I was angry about that. Mm-hmm. I let it go. And then I got another opportunity. Sure. Yes, I got cut again. But I think it was more of the um, I had I had to say I had to say thanks. I had to just close that chapter. Yeah. You get one more opportunity and, you know, you meet Johnny Manziel and then you you get cut and then you come back home. Uh, but, mm. you know, I didn't I didn't choose to step away. Um, but I think at that point it made it a little bit easier. Sure. It was still a three year like transition to get out of it, but yeah, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the best. You eventually just turn, you're like, man, like that's just not, that's not my, that's not the chapter that I'm in. You know what I mean? Sure. So what lesson, what lesson from, from the NFL season of your life do you feel like you use the most now as a real estate agent, as, as a camp gladiator coach, as a dad, as a husband? You know, what, what, what is it? Um, that, that I can do anything. Mm. Not in, 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 not in like a braggadocious, you know, like I'm the best, but like if given enough time. Yeah. And with the uh, right amount of effort and, and even with, even with minuscule effort, eventually you'll get there. I tell people yeah. all the time, I go speak at schools and I talk to kids and they're like, I want to be a doctor or I, matter of fact, I, I would, I went and spoke at a couple of native American reservations. Okay. And honestly, that is probably one of the most disheartening situations to go to mm. because they have, they have next to nothing. Like they can't, they can't even drink the water. It's contaminated with uranium. This is in red Mesa, Arizona, Navajo nation. Mm. Um, one in South Dakota, like the, the government up there doesn't provide state, in state in uh, in state tuition for them to go to colleges they've like flooded out a couple of their towns they won't allow them to build a casino wow. to try to be financially independent it's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on up there and you ask me like what do you want to do like oh maybe just go to the military or or nothing they don't have anything to really dream towards mm. um 
But I'm like, look, you don't have to you don't have to go to Harvard to be a doctor, you know, right. or, or be you know, you can you can come from anywhere as long as you keep chopping wood. So that's my main one. It's like, what do you want to do? So good. And what are you willing to do to get it? Keep chopping wood. That's the title of this episode. There you go. Keep chopping wood. I mean, I eventually you get there. But, you know, it's, it's delayed gratification. There's a whole bunch of lessons in there that oh, so you many. don't realize that yeah. you're going through as you go through it. But I say a lot of it is definitely delayed gratification. Just be committed to you to to what you're going through. And I'd say you can have a why. You know, everybody says have a why. I try not to make it where you have to be like, well, it has to be super deep and connected for whatever it is for you. Like sure. be you. That's the yeah. real truth. At the end of the day, we talk about the inauthenticity is just be you. Well, and that that's what I hate about what the way some people are. You know, they'll say something like, Man, Anthony, you gotta have a why, man. And then you tell me it, and I'm like, that's not good enough. Yeah. You gotta have like just let people have like have theirs. Yeah. Like some people Something. have a why that's money related and we can go back and forth on that. And I'm not mad at it, but sometimes you got to get into well, what's the money going to do for you. Right. And I think most of those people know that there's a deeper seated reason yeah. as to why it's about the money. Yeah. I they just don't know the, how to articulate it. I guess that's the part that you put on video, huh? Uh, you know, I mean, you're not going to, but I would. Hey, well, you know what? I can I can honestly tell you this. My main reason for being into this real estate, everything that I do, everything that I touch from now on is to build a legacy. That's yeah. what it is. It's to build a legacy for my family, for my boys, for my my next baby that we about to have. Oh, like, come on, man. Congrats. Number three. Thank you. Um, it's to build a legacy. Yeah. Right. And I want to do right by people. I don't want to do, I don't want to, I don't want to build a legacy based on some, you know, shaky, shady practices. Like that's not, that's not what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to be an upstanding individual, do right by people. And then if if I put out good, good comes back, you know, 100% agree. So Anthony, how do people connect to you? Where do they go to find you? Y'all can hit me up on, I'm on Twitter. That's my longest standing no, that's not my long. Are you do you actually tweet and stuff? Um, I tweet, but I don't tweet a lot about real estate. That's the other thing, Kyle. I'm like, I'm going way back. Like I said, I'm known for the football side. Sure. Yeah. So then out of the blue, I'm like, hey guys, buy a house. And they're like, what the what are you what, what is Talk happening? About football. Yeah. So it, it's taken me a while to actually let these two different worlds mesh. Oh, that's kind of okay. what it is. Dude, so I gotta go like, find you on, on Twitter right now. Mr. Armstrong 13. Okay, that's my Twitter. Here I uh, come. Instagram is rated Armstrong, R A T E D Armstrong. Is that is that a WWE reference? Rated Armstrong? Yeah. No, it's not. So actually, okay, happened, you know, there's the there's a guy that's called the Rated R Superstar. Oh, really? Edge. His name's Edge. No, Edge has been oh, around I know forever. Edge. I know, but Edge. he's the Rated R Superstar. So when you said Rated Armstrong, I just uh, the WWE fan in me was like. Is he sneaking in a little WWE action? No, but I, no, I am a, my favorite WWE superstar is Shawn Michaels. Dude, I freaking love the Heartbreak Kid. Man, I tell you, used to walk around giving everybody sweet chin music. Bam, kicking him right in the chin. Dude. Can't I, do met, I met him. I met did. him one time way back I'd in the day. Be a little yep. jealous. I'd be a little. I'd kind we of we had. Out. We should probably end this episode, but we'll just keep going just because we can. Um, 
for years, one of our family friends, his best friend was the producer of Monday Night Raw. So every time they came to Reunion Arena, right? So this is how long ago this was. We'd get to go for free and we'd go backstage. And so I've got pictures with Stone Cold and Owen Hart right before he passed away. Like all the, you know, all the big superstars. Did you meet Mankind? Um, We did. Yeah, we did. He, well, he wasn't dressed as Mankind when we met him. So we just met. Yeah, we met him as Mick. But yeah, man, it. That's pretty. It cool. was one of those things like you don't appreciate it when when yeah. you're 12, yeah. you know. But I look back yeah. and I'm like, man, I got to do so much stuff, and what a freaking spoiled punk I was. Yeah, for not it's being not, more appreciative. You know, it is it is it is what it is. At every level, you have things that you got and you don't got. But true. Well, thanks for jamming fun. with me on this episode, man. Oh yeah, man. I'm it's glad been I awesome. got to hop on. I've been it's been it. awesome. So guys, thank you for for listening. Um, I can't, I can't tell you when somebody as cool as Anthony is going to be back. I probably will never have another pro athlete, so he'll probably be my only one, but love you guys so much. Appreciate you so much. We'll be back real soon with another cool person with an even cooler story. See ya. See y'all. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.